Hi, this is Ashley. And Maggie. And you're listening to The Watering Hole, <laughs> a place where animals and animal enthusiasts regularly drink. Every episode, we'll talk about different animals and why they're cool, from basic biology to the threats they face and what people are doing about it, all while under the influence. I think that's pretty clear. <laughs> you said was your name and you laugh because like i was busy instagramming while you were talking listen i'm all about multitasking but can you please stay on topic i was instagramming for the watering hole pod instagram because it's super exciting because we got new microphones (gasps) so hopefully we're gonna sound a lot better slash i'm gonna sound a lot better because i just always sound echoey i feel it's because you're so quiet it's like you whisper into the mic. Sorry. And not in like a sexy ASMR way. <laughs> You're like, so the thing about sea turtles is. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So Criminal just celebrated its like 100th episode. Uh-huh. And Phoebe Judge had a bunch of people call in and like leave messages of their imitations of her. Uh-huh. And they were so spot on. Really? If you listen to Criminal, it's really great because she's like, what, what, what did you think when you found the body? It's so good. It's so good. That's pretty great. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so we got new mics. Thanks, Black Friday deals. Yeah. Um, So I like to thank, and this is what's going on in my Instagram post when I post for next season. Probably when we post this. So everyone check out my Instagram. (laughs) It's going to be more mics, more wine, more animals. Because one of the comments we've gotten, we've gotten great feedback. Thank we you have. for anyone. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, any kind of feedback is great feedback. But mm-hmm. I think my favorite is my mom finally figured out how to oh. use podcasts, to how to, like, subscribe or whatever with some help from some family friends. Shout out to Mike. But so she'll listen. She listened when she was decorating our Christmas tree. Um, she listened while she was walking the dog. Um, but she would share her that she was listening on Facebook and then share the animal fun animal fact she Oh, go, she Marn! So um, that was just really helpful. I mean, my mom hears me talk about animals all the time, but I think she misses me. So That's she's like, so like Ashley's right here. But yeah, any kind of feedback is great. And then hearing people tell me that they listened and they immediately started Googling animals to see yeah. what they look like and stuff like that. Like, that's what we want. That's what we said the whole time. We don't know a lot, but we know we love animals and that they're cool, and uh-huh. we want other people to feel the same way. Exactly. Um, so actually, some of, some of the feedback that I've gotten and is the reason why we're here tonight is um, some people have suggested that we actually get drunker for our episodes. And we, we really had to think about that one. We had to be like, ah, do I want <laughs> to drink more wine? More? I guess so. But yeah, so this is our first test run with new microphones. More um, alcohol. Yeah, I, if I drink enough, apparently. I know, I'm kind of forcing Ashley to drink more. Well, it's not, I want to, I just don't drink as fast. Also, we're drinking champagne. so it's, We're drinking champagne. We're drinking bad champagne. That's true. <laughs> so it's like carbonated, so I keep burping. Oh, I do want to shout out that we we accept donations of alcohol. <laughs> yeah. And shout out to Jackie, who gave us a really good bottle of wine yeah. that we're going to be drinking for season two. Yeah, I mean, donate in any way you can. We don't have any kind of donation page, but 
We Mom, you want to give me a 20? I'm not against that. <laughs> physical donations, yes. But yeah, give us some wine to help these episodes stay drunk. <laughs> That's not coming out. You burped in the last episode. I, I edited it and you told me to take I it out. I was like, and I please did. take it out. But I'm not That's taking because that Because I home. was like, not, not... I was like borderline sick and drunk in that episode and it was just like, oh, I want to die. For our bonus episode, we're going to be... Episode? Episode. Don't you know, this episode we're going to be talking about animals in rapid fire and uh, talking about all the facts that we know about them. Yeah, so the... the, the um, it's not going to be a normal episode. It was basically rapid fire. I'm just, I don't, I don't know why I'm just repeating what you just said, but I'm going to repeat it my own way. Um, so the idea was just to come with the animal facts and shoot them at each other, mm-hmm. yeah. um, like a Nerf gun. But, uh, <laughs> um, and I was like, well, maybe I'll do some research just to make sure, like, I'm relatively factually, factually accurate. Um, and then I didn't do that, so <laughs> I just so, have, like, lines of things that... I was trying to think of earlier. Well, I thought this would be so cool because I'm like, I constantly come up with these random animal facts and conversations yeah. where I'm like, did you know? And I thought that would be cool for this episode. But then, yeah, I'm in yeah. the same boat where I just don't remember any of those random facts right now. Yeah. So I do have some. Yeah, but, so I have a uh, list. You know, we'll see how I spelled it goes. duck wrong in this list, so I don't know how. How did you spell duck? I added duck. an R, so it's just drug. <laughs> drug. Um, but can I just say, yes, <laughs> I might cut this out, but I tried going back on a dating app again. Oh no. And it was like, it asked you like something like you get really passionate about. And I don't, I was like something. <laughs> and then I said something about like, ask me about Komodo dragons. Cause one of the animals <laughs> I, I've done I was like, ask me about narwhals or Komodo dragons. And this guy messaged me trying to, and like sent me facts about Komodo dragons. It's like, dude, you do not want to try don't get it. and try to beat me in Komodo dragon facts. Oh my god. I was like, did you know this? I'm like, yeah. And then Actually, I know like I 30 more facts about that's, it. That's I was like, I know you're trying to like appeal to me, but little did you well, know. Well, maybe he was trying. He maybe was. there's something he knows a I lot mean, about. There were other problems, but. Okay. Mm, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So do you want to start with the first fact? Yeah. Um, so the first fact that I've got is that rabbits can't throw up. Wait, what? <laughs> no. And I, I feel like I maybe knew this. So rabbits and frogs, if we want to just expand it a little bit, and I'm sure there's other animals that can't I throw up either. I often loop um, frogs and rabbits together into the same category. <laughs> so they're so similar. Yeah. They both hop. <laughs> That's true. That took, I don't just, know why. I just like stared intently. I was like, yes, yes. You're that, right. that just came to me. Um, so like in a dream. They, that's why, you know, rabbits, they should not overeat. They should not be overfed. And if frogs hmm. tried to throw up, um, they would have to throw up their entire stomach. Oh, God. Like the organ itself. Did you know that frogs' tongues are connected at the front? What? So, like, a frog, like, you know how your tongue is connected at the back of your throat? I guess so. Okay, where is your tongue connected? I don't know. Like, it's got a little thing attached to the bottom of my okay, mouth. Well, that doesn't count. Like, it comes from the back. What do you mean that doesn't count? It's attached! Alright. Turn your mic down. <laughs> so it turns out, we didn't need to get Maggie louder. We just need to get her drunk her and it would be fine. <laughs> um, champagne no, is my favorite. Champagne is good. Champagne. Anybody wants to take me out, champagne. Alright. Champagne. Um, but no, so your tongue is attached to the back of your throat. Like, you can lift it up and down. Okay, so a frog's tongue mm-hmm. is connected at the front of their mouth. 
Okay. So when, like, they, because, you know, they can, like, oh, stick their tongue out really long. I know and, exactly like, what you mean now. Yeah, it, like, kind of, like, unfolds and, like, goes forward. It does unfold. And I remember, because I was a bio lab TA, and whenever we did frog dissections, I thought, I was like, <gasps> I was like, you guys want to see something cool? <laughs> <laughs> like, the worst drug dealer ever. I was like, look at this. But no, that's cool um, about rabbits. Um, also, so my family has had rabbits for a really long time. Mm-hmm. That sounds, it sounds like we live on a farm. We don't. We just had rabbits as pets and we lived in the suburbs. Um, but one of my sister had a rabbit named Noelle, her first rabbit. Mm. I just remember she sneezed once and it was the largest booger Ew. ever. Out of a bunny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? How? So like, you know, they don't vomit. I'm like, yes, they do. I'm like, no, that was that was mucus. <laughs> was Ew. Funny. That's awful. I'm like, it probably wasn't that big, but like she was a little French lop. She wasn't that big of a bunny. And Bunnies are just, so cute. They are. So okay. I do want to say yeah. that we're talking about rabbits and hopping. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a fun fact, animal. Fun yeah. fact. Kangaroos, right? Mm-hmm. They hop. Mm-hmm. The only kangaroo that can move one leg at a time is the tree kangaroo, which oh. can climb trees. Can they hop? They can hop. Okay. But all tree other... are so cute. But all other kangaroos can only move both feet huh. at the same time. Interesting. I mean, it makes sense, I guess, for a tree kangaroo to be the one. Right. But, like, yeah... That's crazy. They have to move them both at the same time. <gasps> They're like stuck together. Uh huh. You want also something else? I think this is just like facts building on facts, yeah. like a fact war. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way kangaroos keep caught, keep because they live in Australia and it's really warm and they keep cool. Mm. They regulate their body heat by licking themselves. Mm-hmm. And I forget what show it was, but they had like a thermal camera on Planet kangaroos. Earth. Yeah, and they're just like their arms. They like lick their entire arms. To keep themselves cool. Yeah, and you, but you can see. I mean, if you're wet, you know that you're going to be a lot cooler when any breeze comes by. So, like, just if you're hot, if you're in the desert and anyone, you're feeling real hot, just give yourself a nice lick bath and you'll cool right down. Super cool. Okay, um, your turn for an animal fact. Okay, well, the first one I have is not really a fact, but more of a PSA that I feel like is really important. So my PSA <laughs> is just on the differences between seals and sea lions. Mm. Because I feel like it's very important mm-hmm. and that so many times people get this wrong. And the thing is, is like you can get this wrong, but like I think t- the difference between leopards and, and jaguars can be difficult on view. But seals and sea lions, like, is pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. So um, sea lions, I would say, are the more involved. I mean, everyone has their, their benefits and stuff like that. Um, but sea lions are the ones they have... First of all, they have external ears. Yes. So they have little tiny ears. Seals have ear holes, so they still have ears, but there's holes in the side of their head. Um, Sea lions have a rotating hip bone, so that's what allows them to get their back flippers underneath them. So if you ever see something, like, crawling around, or, or they can actually run up to, like, Something like 20 miles per hour. I did not fact check that, but they can run really <laughs> fucking fast. Um, so they can move pretty nimbly on land. Now, a seal, if a seal is on land, it looks like a caterpillar. It looks because like it a just, slug. Yeah, it's just like basically like imagine if you were on land and you couldn't use your arms or legs and you're just laying. Like when you, whenever you put your body in like a sleeping bag and you're trying to get around. Yes. Like you're just kind of like shuffling around. So they're mm-hmm. not very nimble on land. Very nimble in the water. But they're not on land. They they look really pathetic. They do. Um, sea lions also tend to be a lot more gregarious. So yes. they, they hang out. They're very social. Yeah. So and if you curious. ever see them, like they're in Cal- in California, they're all over the place, and they're usually in big groups. Where seals can be in groups, but they tend to be a little more solitary. Mm-hmm. Also, you won't find any sea lions on the east coast of the United States. And seals you can find on both coasts. Yes. Um, so I just think that's important now. 
The thing that throws everyone off are first. <gasps> I was going to say that. As soon as you mentioned this PSA, I was like, oh, but I can't wait to talk about the fur seals. <laughs> so fur seals, like, fuck it up because they're improperly named, essentially. <laughs> because they're not... The, I don't... So, the, let me see. Genetically, they, they are seals. But they, mm. like... But they are more closely related to fur seals, is what my research has indicated. Fur seals are more closely related to fur seals? What did I... Is that's that what, like, I, is that what I said? That's essentially what you just... <laughs> <laughs> they're more closely related to sea lions. They're more closely related to sea lions. Yeah. But, they're but they are a seal. seal. But yeah, so there was a video going around for a while, I think it was in New Zealand, of what was technically a seal, but like, it looks like a sea lion because it's more closely related right, to a sea right, lion. Right, it's right. not... What, and it was just infuriating to me because people always get seals and sea lions wrong. So it was like, I felt like people were getting it wrong and then they got by on like a technicality. Yes. <laughs> okay. And like, I know most, I don't think anyone else in the world was mad about it, but <laughs> it's also a really funny video. It's like this sea lion, this fur seal comes out of the water and like, he like knocked the GoPro out of the guy's hand or something like that, or just like smacked him. It was really funny. Um, keep your distance when you're around marine mammals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do yourself yeah. a favor. All marine mammals. Yeah. But yeah, so just like, it, it's actually like pretty easy to tell. And I dosed into it at a zoo for a while. And like, people get it wrong all the time. People and get I a just, lot wrong and I about just feel animals like all the time. I was always just like, could you please just read the sign? Thanks. <laughs> and like, I mean, and if people are willing to learn, like that's totally cool. But like, I've heard people at zoos say that um, naked mole rats were baby beavers. And they, they told oh. that to their kids. And I was just like, so signage at zoos is like so important. Here's a new PSA slash fun fact. Yeah. Ashley and I went to the National Zoo mm -hmm. uh, a few weeks ago and we had like a backstage pass mm -hmm. to go see how the keepers take care of some of their animals yeah. and learn some behind the scenes mm -hmm. stuff. And it was so cool. afterwards, um, you had to go to an event. You had to go to a costume contest with your dog. I did, and he won. And you won. <laughs> so it was all worth it. Yeah. But I ended up walking around the zoo just to hang out for a while. And the stuff that I heard people saying, it was just like, I think, I think for example, I was outside of the cheetah exhibit. Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, look at the leopard. Cheetahs are me, very different. And... Okay, I understand everybody's really excited when we go to zoos, and not everybody is in this field that you and I are in, so, like, people don't know the difference. But please read the signage, because yeah. if you're not in this field and you don't know what a leopard or a cheetah is, you might actually be incorrect. Yeah. And I am sorry if that offends anyone, yeah. but read the signage, please. Yeah. I just feel Education. like there's, there's such a, a there's such something being overlooked when people don't. Because like even if you're not excited and like the animal's not gonna care what you call them. They don't they, they don't, don't know care. What it's not like they're getting offended. Right. So like it might seem like we're getting worked up over nothing, but there's so much you can learn by knowing what something is. Right. Like when I learned that uh, like the re like one of the main differences between a seal, seal and a sea lion is that rotating hip bone oh. is like so cool it and is. like that's how like they move so quickly. So like take the time when you're at a zoo to read the sign and some zoos like I think the National Zoo has really great signage. Yeah, it does. To just read and learn and like see where these animals come from and just basically just learn how much biodiversity we have. And it's then so cool. Next time you go to Pier 39 in San Francisco with your friends, you can be like, 
hey, did you guys know that these are actually sea lions and this is how you can tell the difference between that sausage looking one and all the rest? <laughs> Granted, I love seals, but they do look like sausages. They look like sausages. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like a stupid thing for a lot of people, but like, it, it like, it's just such a cool opportunity to learn and grow and like expand your knowledge. Like, it matters. Like knowing that jaguars and leopards don't live on the same continents. <sighs> like they're completely separate from an entire ocean. And it's like super cool. You know what's super cool actually is if you go ahead and Google a jaguar spots and a leopard spots, mm-hmm. they're different. Yeah. So you'll feel really cool when you can spot the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Maggie's really proud of that one. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So, new facts. Um, <laughs> now that we're off of our, our uh, milk box, is that what it is? Soapbox. <laughs> now that we're off of our soapbox. So, this is one of my favorite animal facts to spit when I'm in the game. Mm-hmm. And that is that <laughs> elephants, okay, elephants, we all know what those are. Yeah. They are most closely related to to manatees and the hyrax. Mm-hmm. Okay, we all, we, most of us probably know what manatees are. They're yep. this uh, marine mammal. Those gray blobs that are That <laughs> move real slow it, off the coast of Florida, as well as dugongs, which are the Australian version of manatees, mm-hmm. and they're also in Southeast Asia. But then the hyrax is this funny-looking rodent. Rodin. In Africa, <clears throat> it's got like little fangy teeth. Do you know and... that I've seen a hyrax in real life? Like not yeah. at a zoo. I saw it when I was in South Africa. Whoa! I have to find the video for you. How? Uh, tell me. It was it was a rock hyrax at the place we were staying. We were staying at this Lajuma um, Research Center, and there were these hyraxes, and you would just go and like sit for a long time, and they would eventually like, get used to your presence, and mm-hmm. they would just pop up, and it was like a hyrax with like three little babies. Oh my gosh! And you would just see them like pop their little heads out, and they're just super cute. And okay. like you know, I'm not a rodent fan. No, but well, hyrax, unless it's a capybara. Basically, if it's not if it's not a rat or a mouse, I'm a fan. But anyway, yeah, they're just super cute, and you had more to say, so nope, that was pretty much it. I oh, wanted okay. to know how big are hyraxes. Um, the ones I saw were, like, the size of, a like, a little bit larger than a basketball, maybe. Okay. Um, so they're a good really size. I was really hoping you were going to say pug, because mm-hmm. then that would be a nice throwback. They're about the size of a pug. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they're a good size, mm-hmm. and, like, the babies are just cute little fur balls. Yeah. Um, but you know what's, what's the connecting factor between all three, other than, like, just, like, phylogeny? Oh, is it? That's what I thought. That's your guess? Maggie's guess is teeth. <laughs> um, no, they all of their nipples are located under their armpits. Oh. So that's how they feed their young. But yeah, so like um, mm. whenever they nurse their young. That makes sense because like, manatees, yeah. Yeah, it's like right underneath their armpit essentially. I thought it was the, the There's probably other makeup. things too. Yeah. But I just remember learning that, that like their nipples are under their armpits. <laughs> but isn't that cool, kids? Like evolution... The closely, yeah. the most closely related things to elephants are manatees yeah. and hyraxes. I would think like ten years ago, I would have thought like their closest relative was a rhino, and that's not true. Mm-mm. A rhino's closest relative is like a horse or a tapir, um, which if you don't know what a tapir looks like, go look them up. Super they're cool, so cool, really cute. Um, and they're all related. Their like main like overarching thing is that they have three toes. Their toes, yeah. Well, they have odd toes. So, like, a horse hoof is one toe, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and rhinos and tapirs have three toes. Um, whereas, like, deer or zebras or gazelles all have two toes. Mm-hmm. Like, their hooves are two-toed. But Yeah. Nice. Um, <clears throat> what well, you got? 
I'm trying to like decide what I want to pick. Because I don't want to use them all. So I'm going to go with one of my favorite facts. <laughs> and it's about the spiny cat penis. <laughs> no? Do you not know about this? <laughs> this no. is only one out of two penis facts I have. So, um, again, I didn't update my, like, I, I learned about this, but you, why is your pizza so much louder than anything that's ever existed? Um, I learned about this in undergrad, and, like, I talk about it all the time, but I haven't, like, been up to date on the research. But so, basically, think about your big cats. Think about leopard, put lions aside for right now, because they're different, but leopards or bobcats or basically any cat that's a big cat that's not a lion sorry i'm watching many try and eat pizza quietly and it's not working so any big cat that's not a lion for the most part is going to be solitary right mm -hmm. it's going to be by itself mm -hmm. so they're mainly solitary so it'd be really wasteful if basically a cat got its period every month because it doesn't know if it's going to come across another cat like if a, a, a lady cat mm -hmm. is in estrus mm -hmm. and there's no male cat around, she's just wasting energy creating like with going through all of that. So they have male cats have spiny penises so that when they mate with a female cat, it induces ovulation. So like that oh that <laughs> that act and that like essentially scraping on the penis wow. induces ovulation. But I just think it's so interesting that they evolved that way in that... Because they were solitary. Because they were solitary. They're like, we're not going to waste all this energy. We'll have something that sets it off mm -hmm. rather than, like, I mean... A spiny penis yeah. that induces ovulation. Yeah. Right? That's almost terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and the only way you can talk about that is when you're drunk. Because I heard it sober, and I was like, what is happening? Um, but yeah, I just always thought that was so interesting. And the thing about lions is that I believe, don't quote me on this, so they also have it because it's left over from when, at some point, they must have also been solitary. But then they started have, forming prides, and that was more beneficiary. So like, that's oh. how they evolved. But they never lost the spiny penis. <laughs> but yeah, so like... Cat. Should I ask you what a spiny penis looks like? My professor drew it on the board. No. <laughs> but basically it's like kind of like a cone shape, I think, mm -hmm. with like just spines. Spines as in like I've never Googled prickles? it and I don't think I want to. I don't want to Google it. No. I don't, will not. No, nobody Google spiny penis. Just take my word for it. But I just always thought that was so interesting. That is interesting and terrifying yeah. and I'd like to move on. You don't want to hear about my other penis fact? Oh, I do. It doesn't have to do with, with big cats. Is it about uh, the walrus? No. Okay, go on. <laughs> it's about ducks, or drucks as I put it. Oh! So ducks have, basically ducks just have really weird shaped penises. They do! And it makes it so that they can't mate with the wrong duck. Mm -hmm. So think of a puzzle. <laughs> they just got like these puzzle dicks. And um, <laughs> and I just, I just think well, evolution is like... Well, that's the name of this episode. <laughs> puzzle, puzzle dicks. dicks. <laughs> but yeah, I just think evolution is so weird because like... If you think about it, like, if you think about, like, Darwin's finches, like, mm -hmm. they evolved so, like, their, those finches, their beaks 
would match whatever they were eating. But in the 50s, it was just a duck dick evolved so that it would fit to the right one. Should I just edit all of this out? You can decide that when you're sober. I had such a list of facts, and I was like, all right, so we got to make sure we talk about the cat penises and the duck penises. So I'm sure a lot of people have actually heard, like, duck penises or corkscrew. Yeah. Different different shapes. So that they are mating with the right one. Yeah. Which is funny because I had a duck fact. Oh. And it was just that their quacks don't echo. I have heard that before. I've heard that a lot. Right, let's test this out. Let's go get a duck. <laughs> I know where we can find some. Um, But then you were also talking about, oh, and so I asked if your other... Walrus. Yeah, yeah. So walruses uh-huh. have the largest penis in relation to their body size of all mammals wow really i don't know i mean i think that's true (laughs) i like how you immediately took a back step on that one like oh i don't know i've heard it Uh uh-huh okay okay. i've heard it a couple times that's fair and uh you know i mean the relative to the body size is pretty important because i mean pizza if um, a walrus penis was bigger than, than, like, a blue whale penis and it wasn't relative to my side, I'd be terrifying. Oh, my God. That's awful. All right. Moving on from the penises. One of my favorite facts, and I think we've discussed it. Yeah, we have. In this season one, but maybe this will open up to some more discussion, mm-hmm. is that there are only two mammals in the world that lay eggs. Mm-hmm. And that is the platypus and the echidna. Mm-hmm. They are mammals that lay eggs, mm-hmm. and they are called monotremes. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's so cool it's and so impressive. So cool. Like a plat. First of all, a platypus is the weirdest thing. Yeah. And they're um, venomous. They're, they're venomous. Their back claws have like a spine. Have a spine that is venomous. Yeah. I think there's technically, like, six different species of echidna, I think. Mm-hmm. Something um, like that. But, yeah, they're just, like, like that. And they both both of them live in Australia. You can't mm-hmm. find them anywhere else. Yeah. Super impressive. Oh, I yeah. love that. And then, since we're down in Australia and, like, this, the most unique animals mm-hmm. evolve there, um, one of our friends recently introduced me to the numbat. <laughs> I should have known that was coming. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> So I didn't actually know about this animal before last week. And the numbat, which I was like, oh, it sounds like a wombat. And whoever I was talking to was like, well, it does live in Tasmania, so you're close because mm-hmm. wombats live in Australia and Tasmania. The numbat is a tiny little anteater-like creature. Oh! That, it, like, it's most, cl- no, it's like an anteater, but it's most closely related to the Tasmanian tiger or the thylacine, Who's which extinct. is extinct, yeah. which is what I talked about in episode one. Oh, oh you did. Did we, did we cut that out? We might have cut it out. If we did, the Tasmanian tiger or thylacine is an extinct animal, and that's mm-hmm. why I care about animals and protecting them, because we humans can destroy. I don't think I cut that out. Really awesome animals. Sorry. Okay, that was just my fun facts. Just uh, me going on a tangent. No, I like it. Is it my turn? Sure. Okay. Um, what should I pick next? Oh, I think this is pretty cool. Mm. I said that without actually making a decision about what I wanted to talk about. Oh. Mm. Okay. 
tamarind monkeys. So like if you ever seen like a golden lion tamarind or like there's like a bunch of different kinds. They're, yeah. They're very, they're much smaller. Is they almost always have twins. I've heard that, and they're about yeah. the, they're about the height of a toothbrush. Is that correct? Yeah, that's about. I would say marine. They have a very long tongue, and they're very f- tongue. Tail. <laughs> very long tail, and they're very fluffy. Yeah. But they're very small. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they almost always have twins, and also moose almost always have twins. It's very rare that they oh, only have man. one. Oh, two nights ago, I was out with one of my friends, and he said that he. Because I told him we were getting ready for this episode. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, there's one animal I read about that always has quadruplets. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was I'm like. I'm going to Google it because okay. I've heard that too. Okay, you Google that while I remember, A, that's one friend who I had told about this episode. And then, B, uh, another friend. Um, I, I, <gasps> I prom- think it's armadillos. I haven't Googled it yet, but I'm pretty sure it's an armadillo. Oh, perfect. Another friend, I told him I would mention this in, in the episode, and that is that some states in the U.S. actually have uh, laws that allow roadkill to be used as meat. Oh, really? Because there's some states where it's illegal to collect roadkill. Montana. This is verbatim. Montana has a good law implemented already, and Oregon, Oregon is adopting one currently. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not too sure on the specifics, but this would make a great topic for your blog. <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> um, but yeah, back to the quadruplets. I was right. It was an armadillo. <gasps> um, the nine arm, nine, nine banded, armed, the nine banded armadillo um, is the only mammal known to bear identical quadruplets routinely. Isn't that crazy? How? How? That's, that's so cool. That's Guys, also too many kids. Are so cool. <laughs> that's too many children. That's so many. Sorry. But not for armadillo. Like, keep that population going, man. Yeah. Although our armadillo is, like, a problem in the South. Like, so, they get, yeah. like, they're, like, routinely hit by cars. They're routinely they're so hit by cars. I've seen them a lot when I'm riding my bike and stuff. Yeah. I mean, but they're funny. It's yeah. like, hey, he... Bugs. But that is just, like, so cool. Like, why... What is it that, like... Why? Why, why did, they evo- so why did evolution two? do that? Why do they always have four? That's crazy. Yeah, that is neat. Um, But I don't think they ever... Can you have... You can have identical triplets, right? No. Yes. My neighbor did when I was growing up. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They were identical triplets. Just because, so like one egg split into three? Well, I guess that makes sense. If you're going to split into four, you can split into three. <laughs> Sorry. Just me figuring out biology here. <laughs> it's fine. Whoa. This one we learned about together, and it just blew my mind. So, the panda. Oh, God. Hotly contested animal. Yes. If, like, you know anything about conservation, there's, pandas have a lot of issues they're super cute don't get me wrong but they're only like they can only like breed like one day out of the year and like there's so but so what i always knew is that they're one of the only carnivores so they're in the order carnivora yes but they don't eat meat they eat pretty much only bamboo (laughs) which is so energy inefficient yeah so the thing that that i didn't know like i knew that for a while and stuff like that but I didn't know. So they have a but they have a stomach designed for a carnivore. Mm-hmm. So carnivores have really short stomachs because you get a lot of the nutrition out of it right away. Whereas things like leaves take longer to, to digest. So like anything that eats leaves or a lot of grasses have a much longer digestive tract so that they can absorb all of those nutrients. But so this is a carnivore that eats leaves, which means it literally has to spend its like entire day eating. I know. Argos, go lie down. 
But yeah, so they basically have to spend their entire day eating because they have such a short digestive tract that they don't get any nutrients from what they eat. So they just have to, basically they're shoveling bamboo in so it goes right out and they don't get any nutrition for it. So they're it's so like, worthless. Why? And like, there are, I mean, I don't want to poo-poo. I don't want to poo-poo any kind of conservation efforts. But it just seems like the panda, is, it's the main reason that the conservation of pandas is so prevalent, especially like at the National Zoo, is because they're cute, which they're is cute. like not nothing bad. And like they're definitely sort of an umbrella species where like conserving them and conserving where they live affects other species. I so guess. what I found interesting when we learned about this uh-huh. was okay, they're a carnivore that only eats plants, and the reason that they do that is because evolution thousands and thousands of years ago taught them that like okay there are other carnivores i don't want to have to compete with them yeah so i'm just gonna eat this and like it just off the like- top of your head can you think of carnivores over in china not really and i think that's kind of indicative of like human involvement perhaps mm-hmm. you know we've probably uh you know those species no longer exist or they've moved along elsewhere and so pandas are still right where they were but they're still doing what they've been doing and they're still cute and people are now trying to conserve them because they're cute and yet they're just rather inefficient yeah but i just think it's so crazy that like i never knew i knew that they were that they were herbivorous carnivores essentially but i never knew like the stomach thing and that's just like that, when you get, like, down to the nitty-gritty, like, biology of things, I just, it, like, when it explains things, I you're know. like, that makes sense. That's why pandas are so incredibly lazy. Cause they're lazy. They have no choice. They just got to eat all day. They have no energy. <laughs> also, did you know that all of the pandas, well, you knew this, listeners, all of the pandas in the, in the United States are owned by China. Yeah. China essentially, like, rents out their pandas <laughs> for breeding programs, but they're all actually owned by China. I just think that's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, did you know that a golden poison dart frog in the Amazon, its skin alone can kill a hundred people? Fuck. What? No. I mean, that's good to know. Yeah, so if you see it. a golden dart frog in the Amazon... Don't touch it. Get the fuck out. So there's a throwback to a seals and sea lion discussion. So a real cool thing about seals I remember learning about... Okay. Again, remember, I meant to do more fact-checking, and I didn't. But there are some species of steel and other animals as well that have what's called delayed implantation. Do you know what that is? (gasps) I do. (gasps) So it's a really cool thing that I think that animals have, some animals have evolved in that an animal can get pregnant, but the egg won't implant for, like, and I remember in seals, it was, like, basically, they have, I think, a nine-month gestation period, kind of like humans. But, like, they only go up on shore once, like, in order to only have to go up on shore for long periods of time once a year, they'll go up on shore, mate, and then for three months, the egg just kind of, like, floats around and hangs out, <laughs> and then it implants, so that way the animal will give birth at the time, the same time every year, where, like, they don't have to, like, I see. make these other trips, so, like, yeah. the math works out, where, like, again, the egg floats around for three months, and then finally implants, and then they can go up on shore when all the other animals go on shore. And I just think that's like, like, how did that happen? How did evolution figure that out? Right? right? How did they, like, I can't, do, I mean, I like math, but I can't do fast math. So, evolution did it. I mean, it is pretty awesome, though, because obviously it was the seals that could more consistently 
or or like wait for a prolonged amount of time to go mm-hmm. up on the ice yeah. to to have to give birth. I don't know because this was obviously thousands of years ago. I anyway, just the way that yeah. evolution figured out what works. Yeah, it's so impressive. I'm pretty sure there's other species. I'll have to look into this more. <gasps> Maggie found a species, aka a bug on the wall. <laughs> It was it a fruit fly. And it jumped under her finger. <laughs> and it just sat on my finger. Very jumpy. But also, I know, I'm pretty sure there's other species, too, where, like, they'll, they can, they'll mate and have a fertilized egg, but they also delay implantation. But because they're just waiting for a time where there's, like, enough resources around, because there's no point in giving birth to an animal that you can't feed. Like, why have a baby if you can't feed it or, like, care for it or there's not enough resources around? So, like, they can just wait for an indeterminate amount of time. And I don't remember what species they were. But I'm pretty sure that it happens, too, which is, like, cool. But, yeah, so I always thought that was really cool. Delayed implantation. Um, did you know that the smallest ma- Do you know what the smallest mammal is? Mammal. We talked about this in an episode. It's a bat, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's funny because I don't know if we talked about the smallest mammal, but we talked about the smallest primate. So I remember <laughs> when we were talking about the smallest primate, and I thought it was the golden tamarind. Mm-hmm. Isn't but it's, it a mouse lemur? But it's a mouse lemur. But the smallest mammal it's is a bat. bat. It's the it? bumblebee bat. Oh, that's precious. And it the weight. <laughs> oh, that's too cute. Its weight is equivalent to two M and M's. <laughs> That's too small. <laughs> that is precious. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Um, speaking of bees. Okay. <clears throat> I knew I, I was like, "That's a great segue, Ashley." Remember what it's for, and then I forgot, so I had to look at my notes. But speaking of bees, mm-hmm. have you ever heard about the waggle dance? Yes. <laughs> so the worker bees will go out, get pollen or nectar, and when they come back. They basically do this dance where they, like, kind of circle around, and then through the middle of the circle, they do, like, this shaky dance. Mm-hmm. And basically, wherever that points is they're saying, this is how, this direction is where you will find pollen or nectar. And it's just, it's insane because, like, you can literally watch, like, videos, because there's been a lot of research done on them, where you see them doing it. And I remember I had a test once where you had to, like, it was, like, if... Pollen was located at this part of the classroom. Like, what would be your waggle dance pattern? And I had to, like, draw it out. But it's just, like, such an interesting thing that, like, they do have, like, these amazing communication that, like, all of their bees are like, oh, all right, we'll go that way. Like, it's just so cool. Bees are so important and so fascinating. Mm-hmm. I, they're so, yeah. Did you know that bees play a really important role in our food supply? I did, because they're really important pollinators, right? They pollinate approximately 70 out of the top 100 crops globally. Yeah, I didn't know that much. And roughly one in three bites of food we eat is derived from plants pollinated by bees. That's pretty awesome. Unfortunately, modern pesticides are killing bees. And in 1947, there were 6 million honeybees in the U.S., and today there are under 3 million. Oh, fuck. So if you want to learn more about bees and how you can even be a beekeeper yourself, Mm -hmm. you should go watch a documentary online, YouTube, called Portrait of an Urban Beekeeper Mm -hmm. and or Pollinators Under Pressure. Nice. 
Nice bee shout out. So thanks everybody for joining us on our bonus episode. Oh, I meant like a last fact. Oh. Do you, I mean, you'll have to. You asked me if I wanted to share a fact. I said no. Oh, I didn't hear that. Can I share a last fact? Yes. But I just shared about bees. I just shared about bees too. Well, mine's not really a fact. It's more, go and Google a liar bird. Do you know what a liar bird is? A liar bird? Yep, spelled L-Y-R-E. Oh, liar, as in the musical instrument. Yeah. And not like one that fibs a lot. Not one with pants on fire. Liar! Um, liar! Liar! That's for you, Dad. <laughs> what is... What, I'm Do you not know what it's from? I just keep thinking of Princess Bride. Exactly. Liar! Um, but anyway, so go look up videos of the liar bird. Because my fun fact is basically is that they have this amazing ability to copy sounds. Mm. And um, there are some amazing videos where you can see them. Where it looks like it's not real. But it is. That they can... Um, Essentially, and like the, they just have this like repertoire of sounds that they build up based on what they hear. So, but no, go ahead. What's the difference between them and a mockingjay, mockingbird? Mockingjay is um from Hunger Hunger Games. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know that much about mockingbirds. Um, I know that lyrebirds have like, like, and a parrot is like, like. well, par- okay, so like so the part of the lyrebird is that they their repertoire is what's like what makes them sexually attractive to other female birds. Oh, yeah. So, like, the bird with, like, the most diverse, like, repertoire of all these sounds he can make, like, that's how he gets the ladybirds around. Oh, my you know? gosh, you know so much. But, like, also, like, a parrot will repeat what you say mm-hmm. and might repeat, like, somewhat sounds, but, like, lyrebirds literally sound like an exact recording. Mm. That's Google impressive. It. It's insane. And what's really sad is that they have one where they have a lyrebird making all these different sounds, and then you hear the sound of a camera clicking because people have been taking pictures of it, which is, like, fine. But then you hear the sound <gasps> of a logging truck. You hear a chainsaw. And, like, it's just, like, such a, uh, like, oh, like, hearing that is just, like, it's like when you see an animal building a nest with plastic. Where, like, this beautiful, natural thing that they do has been, like, invaded by us humans. That's so awful. And, like, that's, like, now I feel like it's a horrible way to leave it off. But... I was also going to say, you're talking about lyrebird, and then I mentioned parrots, and the blue macaw, or the blue parrot of the Amazon is now extinct. Oh, the blue and gold? Uh, The one from Rio? Yeah. They're officially extinct. (gasps) Oh, fuck. In our lifetime, people. That's insanity. So, what can we say to pick this back (laughs) up? (laughs) But really, go watch the lyrebird video, because although it is sad, it's still... It's sad, but it's still amazing. Like, that doesn't go away. No matter what humans do, animals are still going to be so fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the thing that sucks is, like, we'll be the ones harming them, but they're never going to stop being amazing. And if anything, you can see the amazing things they do to adapt to the things that we do. Sure. And, like... They do it quicker than we do. Yeah. Because we're just so resistant and to like, change. We, yeah, we don't like change. Animals are like, fuck, we gotta do this again, but we can do it. Like, Did you know that uh, alligators and crocodiles um, are the only animals that have like survived the Triassic and Jurassic extinctions? Oh, really? Yeah. I'm not surprised those things are ancient They're as so fuck. so ancient. But uh, crocodiles are like super scary, but... What's even scarier are hippos. Oh, fuck yeah. Hippos are the most dangerous animals in Africa, Mm -hmm. did you know? Because they can actually snap an entire crocodile in half. That's insane. And they can reach up to like 40 miles per hour. Do you also know where else you can find hippos outside of Africa? 
Besides a zoo? Besides a zoo. India? Maybe. Outside of the Eastern Hemisphere. No. So you can also find hippos in Colombia because Pablo Escobar, <laughs> the drug lord, collected hippos. He had, I think he had a collection of a bunch of different exotic animals. Oh my god. But he essentially had a herd of hippos. And is he dead? Is he gone? Yes. Is he arrested? He's gone. But so the hippos still exist and they're, but like, so there's still Pablo Escobar's hippos like live in Colombia and they don't have any like predators. So like there's a, People are caring for them because they're not going to just go kill all these hippos. But there's, like, videos of these hippos just, like, walking through towns. What? And, like, they're, like, kind of a problem because hippos are really dangerous. But there's a herd, a giant herd of hippos that live in Colombia. Oh, my gosh. I gotta look that up. Because of Pablo Escobar. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Well, I think that's a good way to end it. <laughs> Take right. us out of here, Maggie. everybody. Thanks for joining us on our bonus episode where we got a little bit drunker than normal and just speak. hopefully a little bit louder than normal. Yeah, hopefully a little bit clearer. And you heard some dogs, and we talked about animal facts that we've got. Um, but just a reminder that though we are animal enthusiasts, we're not actually scientists. Nope. So please don't cite us in your academic papers uh-uh. or speeches or anything professional. Uh, do your research. Do your own research. Yep. We just want you to get excited about animals like we are. And, you know, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Tune in next season, hopefully. Yeah. And send us some of your feedback because we'd love to make you happy. And we appreciate that you listened with us all this first season. Yeah. You got through all the hardships that we had our first season. Hopefully next season will be bigger, better, and drunker. And if you want to hear your favorite animal featured, shoot us a message. We're on Instagram, and we've got an email address. This is true. So make sure that you two are caring about your animals. And What did I say? I don't know. Care about animals. Do good. Be a good person. And join us next season. Thanks, everybody. <gasps> Bye-bye. Bye. Whoa. <laughs> I'm still recording.